Turn that microphone on. Turn that microphone on. Say something into that microphone. Podcasting hour. My name is Darian. I have returned for another week of horror nonsense. Big Buddy is in the house. Hey, what's going on, big fella? Oh, you know, just the usual. Just the usual. <laughs> the usual work. work. <laughs> yeah. You look exhausted, my friend. Oh man, I am. What's up with you? Are you are you just working two jobs again? Don't say it two, ain't so. Two jobs at one place. Yeah, pretty much. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. <laughs> yep. Buddy. Yeah, working weekends and sometimes oh, working from home. Oh, yuck. <laughs> yeah. God. What yeah. is it? What but is I enjoy it, with it you? though. I'm actually having fun doing what I'm doing. So. That's what I don't like about you. <laughs> you are not allowed to be this happy working these hours. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. Stop right? it. I demand you stop doing it. <laughs> I, need a, I need you bitter and hateful and uh, just resentful of the, the, the rest of the oh, world. Oh, I can't do hateful. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Work with me on this. Well, that's cool. At least yeah. you have a job. That's yeah, always right? good. You're yeah. always going to have a job or two. <laughs> right. I'm not worried about that in the least bit. How about you? What's going on with you? Not a thing, man. We've been having some weird weather. And uh, the boss hits me up, text, texts me the other day, and says, Hey, asshole, you've got to take four days off or you're going to lose your vacation. So I took oh, yeah. the last... Uh, I basically worked uh, two days, took a three-day weekend, worked one day. Now I'm into my second three-day weekend. I'm going to go back on Thursday, work one day, and then take my regular weekend. So I basically had a two-day work week that was spread out over six days. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'm ready to go back to work. These fucking kids are driving me crazy. Right? Well, that's all we got on the shit show. Uh, let's let's get into the regular shit show, shall we? Yeah. The, not the shit show that is our lives, but the horror show, <laughs> as we like to refer to it. Why don't we kick things off with a little horror news there, buddy? Oh, yeah. More horror news with Buddy. (laughs) Horror news. Yep, what do you got there, sexy fella? All right, Trick or Treat Studios is unleashing Ghoulies 2 Puppets and Masks this Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in coming days on Bloody Disgusting, first up, the uh, Ghoulies 2 Collection, previewed in Trick or Treat's 2021 catalog, are four different products based on the 1987 sequel, including Fish Ghoulie and Cat Ghoulie Puppets. Additionally, Fitz Ghoulie and Rat Ghoulie get their own Halloween masks. As I recall, there were a total of four Ghoulies movies. Mm-hmm. 
And the third one did not feature any actual ghoulies, ghoulies. at all. It just had a couple of dwarfs in it. <laughs> yeah. With like weird tufts of hair coming out of their collars. Mm-hmm. So really, I mean, other than that, the ghoulies puppets have pretty much been, throughout the first three movies, they were pretty much the same puppets. And really, the only one that mattered was the one that came out of the toilet. The toilet, yeah. That was it. <laughs> I, yeah. I think there might have been one that flew, and I think there was yeah. like a uh, hairy little guy. Mm-hmm. So I don't know who the Ghoulies super fan is out there, but there you go. There you have it, my <laughs> friends. Mm-hmm. Enjoy your Ghoulies. Shutter announced brand new Joe Bob Briggs special for Valentine's Day next month. That's right. Horror streaming service Shudder has a whole lot of new content headed our way in the coming weeks, including 10 brand new original and exclusive horror movies. Additionally, The Last Drive-In will return next month. Love is in the air for the first ever Last Drive-In Valentine's Day special. Joe Bob Briggs hosts a double feature of two unusual films about the power and horror of love. I love it. I'm yes. into it. I love that show. Uh, I I love Joe Bob and I love the the information he brings about the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darcy, the male girl, mm-hmm. eh. <laughs> she's uh, I I like her performance work. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It takes over uh, Shutter on Friday, February twelfth at nine p.m. Eastern time. I'm into it. Yeah. Uh, Supersize Godzilla vs. Kong vinyl toys on the way from Funko. Are you ready for this one? I haven't talked about Funko in a while. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. Yeah, in addition Here we go to, with the Funko. <laughs> in addition to the already released toy line from Playmates, we've learned today that Funko will be releasing at least two new pop vinyl toys based on this year's Godzilla vs. Kong. The toys were revealed out of the Funko Fair event with both King Kong and Godzilla measuring a supersized 10 inches. You can check out the first images on both the toys. Uh, Funko Fair kicked off today and runs through January 29th. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, for those Funko fans out there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. A Lovecraftian horror game, The Shore, arrives next month. New trailer released. I saw um, the trailer. Yeah, trailer looks pretty looks good. Looks pretty dope, man. Yeah, it does. Uh, you won't be waiting much longer for Ares Dragonus. The Shore has one of the one-man development team has set the date of February 19th for the game's release. And if you're a sucker for the visuals, and why wouldn't you be, we also have a new trailer for the game. If you still can't wait for the game, the demo is still available on itch.io. Though it's safe to say that the game has had more than a few months of additional development since the demo's released, you can also now get it on Wishlist, the game on Steam. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, and that's all I got. What do you got? Hey, now, looks like images are up as well as some select footage for HBO Max's upcoming Mortal Kombat movie. What? It looks pretty fucking dope. It's going to be rated R. Yes. Dude, finally. I'm into that. Yes. Yeah, somebody's head's popping off. Uh, the images that I saw, um, I saw a dude that vaguely looked like Kano. But he didn't have his his, his Phantom eye. of the Opera thing. But uh-huh. like that part of his head was all scarred up. Okay. Uh, there's a the the footage that I saw was Sub Zero making his his Sub Zero Ice Sword. Oh. So that's kind of cool. Um, Jax, I saw Jax in there. Wow. There's an MMA fighter. I wonder if that's what they're doing with Johnny Cage. Oh, maybe. Might just ditch the uh, the actor thing and make him an MMA guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I'm psyched. I'm into it. Hell yeah. I think I might actually go to the movie theater to watch that. Yeah? If it's going to be released. Mm-hmm. I think it, I think it's going to be. Uh, so I'm psyched for that. Hopefully. Yeah? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, how would you feel about going and watching Friday the 13th Part 6, Jason Lives, in its actual filming location? Well, that'd be pretty cool. It's going to happen this August. Uh, it was filmed in a place called Hard Labor State Park in Georgia. Hmm. And you can go there, and they're going to show the film. The director's going to be there also. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I'm not going to go to Georgia, but no. I would still like to. Mm. Uh, at least not by August. I met Georgia in August has got to be disgusting. Yeah. Heat, humidity. You know, mm. you're probably you're out there on the swamp because that's where they filmed it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yuck. No, no can yeah. do. I'll watch it. You know, I, I probably would if it was like within driving distance, mm-hmm. just to just to see what was going on. I wouldn't mind watching it. Watching it. <laughs> watching it, watching yeah, it. Like watching on TV, like how it went down, like watching it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That might be something. Mm-hmm. Uh, lastly, it looks like trailers are up for Willy's Wonderland, starring Nicolas oh. Cage. Have All you right. seen the trailers? Mm-mm. They look pretty... <laughs> <laughs> they look pretty full on, my friend. That shit crazy. Uh, animatronics. Oh, Nicholas Cage battling animatronics. Mm, okay. He's basically it's basically Five Nights at Freddy's, from what I gathered. Mm. So it's him as like a night watchman at a Chuck E. Cheese, okay. and the animatronic animals come to life, and he's got to fight them off. <laughs> All right, it looks good. <laughs> yeah, don't judge me. It sounds funny. It looks good. <laughs> I think it looks good. Sounds almost like Night at the Museum. <laughs> oh, come on now. That that was a kids movie. Yeah, this looks more like a horror thing. It's very dark and gritty. Okay, and I think Nicolas Cage is going to say fuck at some point. So <laughs> if he says it more than twice, it'll be rated R. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I'm into it, and I'm kind of I kind of dig Nicolas Cage lately. He's done a lot of batshit yeah. crazy movies. Mm-hmm. I'm into it. All right, that's all we got in the horror news, you maniacs. How about some listener mail, huh? Oh, yeah. Let's get it on. Listener mail. Mm-hmm. Why don't we kick things off with a couple of emails here, amigo? Yeah. We're going to start it off right here in beautiful Reno, Nevada. Let's fire up the cowboy. Hey, cowboy. Cowboy's in the house. Subject line, game on, motherfuckers. Evening Mm. padded room. Hope everyone is doing well and had a good week. I'll start off with, of course, you all are invited for a night of drunken gaming with the horror box set. You guys were the first I thought of enjoying the game with. And yes, Darian... You're correct. It is Cards Against Humanity horror version. I've read a few of the cards and think they're absolutely awesome. So let's plan us a game night drinking and shenanigans. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Darian, enjoyed your Rob Zombie impression. Hey, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and fun fact with last week's show, I share my birthday with my stepdad, ex-brother-in-law, and close friend. Hmm. Oh, that's cool. Buddy shares his birthday with my wife and our... Polish friend from across the the street there. Yeah. So that's kind of cool, too. On Educate Darian, are you the killer shrews from 1959? Yes, I am, cowboy. You got me. You son of a bitch. Mm. That's a stupid fucking movie. Yeah, I've never seen it. You don't need to. I did it for the Patreon show this week. I'll get more into it. And What are you looking Mm. at? Didn't get to watch much this week. Day of the Dead marked down the wrong movie, so I'm a week off. But the movie is summed up in one line. A soldier without bullets, a driver without keys. I forgot how much I hated this movie. Ha ha. 
Fingers, what the fuck was this movie? Was there a, <laughs> right? po- <laughs> was there a point to, to it that I missed? I was entertained, but still wondering what the fuck. And lastly, <laughs> Becky, entertaining movie, and I like Kevin James as the villain, but was annoyed that they didn't explain what the key was for. It was fun to watch some Nazis get fucked up by a 13-year-old girl. I mean, of course, mm-hmm. obviously. On the topic of Universal Monsters and the Dark Universe, I did just listen to Tim's show about the Tom Cruise mummy with Darian's guest spot. I still agree with Darian that it was a good movie, Tom <laughs> Cruise aside, of course. Haha. Mm-hmm. Ha. I did think if they tried to make the Dark Universe more like a horror version of The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but spread throughout the movies, it would have probably had a better flow. Yeah. That's just my thoughts. I would agree. Yeah, I agree. Hope everyone has a great week, and hopefully we can set up a game night for Horror Box sometime soon. Catch you on the flip, Cowboy! All right. Cowboy, I'm going to text you later, and we'll get that cracking, big guy. Now, let's get across the planet to Sydney, Australia, with our main man from the Horror for Dummies crew, Tim. Hey, Tim. Subject line, fingers all up inside me. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, now. I don't know what kind of show you think this is, Tim. (laughs) Hey, guys, just a quick hello this week. So, I got to check out Fingers. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but this film was fucking shit. Yeah, maybe I didn't understand it, but still, the film was boring, and the only positive thing I can say about it is Michael St. Michael appears... Michael St. Michaels appears in the film, and it made me think of The Greasy Strangler. <laughs> me too. Which is much more entertaining film. That's it for me, guys. Much love to you all. Tim. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Thanks for writing in, Tim. <laughs> uh, I mean, it had its merits, I thought. I didn't think it was the worst thing I ever saw. Right. It kept me... I kept watching. I had to keep watching because I want to know what, how this fucking shenanigan is going to come to an end. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it had that going for it, but it kind of fits into that weird category of movies I only need to see once. Yeah. Like now that I've seen it and I know where it's going and I know what it's doing, eh, I don't think I'll ever watch it again. Uh, we got some voicemails here, Dudemus. All right. Why don't we get down to the dirty South? The funky speaking of Georgia. The funky, nasty, disgusting, swamp-ridden, mosquito-infested South. I'm sure it's actually not that bad. That's just that's, <laughs> just, that's how everybody who's not from the South views the South. <laughs> oh, fuck. Here we go. We're going to start it off with the Nosferatu of people that call into the podcast... Here comes Mr. Alan Chacha. Hey, Alan. Padded room, what's up? It's the uh, flamethrower, people call me. Sure. Yeah. You know, I'm still out there. Hey, man. I've called in a couple weeks. That's all good. Everybody's doing good. All right. Um, let's see. You don't really have much to say. All right. Uh, like said, everybody's doing good. Anyway, get 2021. All that good stuff. Uh, I'll be well. I'll be like family. Uh, Tom Hardy says. That's his line. All righty. Thanks for calling in, Alan. Yeah, thanks, Alan. Call us back when you uh, think of something you want to say, I guess. <laughs> Speaking of Tom Hardy, let's get down to Southern California with our main man, Monica's pad boyfriend, Mr. Tom Hardy. Hey, Tom. Hey-o. Hey-o. Padded room. How's my favorite degenerates this week? We're hanging. Yeah, I hope everyone's doing well and uh, maybe, you know, everybody there this week. Mm-hmm. I will stand by as you say no. <laughs> uh, anyway, 
uh, also, uh, oh, educating department. Yes, sir. Um, I think I got it not 100%. Are okay. you a uh, food of the god? Negative. Uh, I remember seeing the sequel to that. It was called Gnaw, like G-N-A-W, yep. Food of the Gods Part 2. Yep. <laughs> and uh, I remember seeing a little bit of uh, the first one, but I think you said it was in black and white. Correct. So I don't remember. Uh, Killer Shrews. I remember correctly that one was not in black and white. So I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm mistaken on that. Nope. Uh, also, um, oh, in regards to last week, man, mm. I got to say, I was shocked that you guys, uh, I, I, I know you didn't quite like uh, my soul to take, or but you thought it was okay. You thought it wasn't so bad. And I mean, I, we've I thought that one seen was worse. Yeah. a piece of fucking shit. And the one thing I got to say, <laughs> the thing that really threw me off is, huh. With uh, last week, or the week prior, you were like, ah, John Carpenter, you know, because you know it's John Carpenter, you go, what the fuck, man, this piece of shit here. But I never heard you, uh, never heard you make that argument for, um, for that flick. And I don't know, I, because I agree with you, that is Wes Carpenter, uh, Wes Craven's setting. That, that's his environment. You know, it's a high school, yeah. it's a slasher. Yeah. But, uh, and that's what he came up with. Man, get the fuck out of here. And the whole thing where the kids, yeah, so these, what were they, 13 kids or whatever? Seven. They come up with this elaborate-ass ritual for them to push the bad guy back in the lake or right. whatever. Yeah, well, we're, yeah, we're supposed to believe that shit? Come on now. Uh, that, that's some bullshit right there. I mean, the kid's name is fucking Bug. <laughs> and we're just going to let all that slide? Get the fuck out of here. It wasn't his real name. And then that whole scene, uh... When they're in the class, and he's running around with a giant bird. I thought that was fun. We're going to buy that scene? Why We're not? We're really going to... Get out, man. You know that's some bullshit. Right? That's a <laughs> We're supposed to hurt more. I mean, honestly, that was the uh, bad flick. Uh, uh, speaking of that, did we make the challenge? No. Um, no, we haven't. Next week, uh, are we doing survival of the... No. Yeah, survival of the... No, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Are we doing, uh. Doing survival no, this week? No, we're doing the, uh, fucking, what's it called? The Day of the Dead remake, right? That's next so week. I was thinking instead, like, if we did make that one challenge, that one additional, uh, person buying in. Yeah. Maybe we could do, uh. Maybe we could do Return, uh, or the. Phantom of the Mall. Uh, fucking the Phantom of the Mall. <laughs> Eric's Revenge. Uh. Just because, you know, it's on YouTube. Everybody has access to it. Sure. You're the boss, man. It's your month. You got GP'd. <laughs> it's your month. You tell us what you want. Phantom of the Mall it is. I'll take that over Day of the Dead any day. And I'm, the only reason I'm saying that is because I haven't actually seen Phantom of the Mall. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah? sure it's just as big a piece of shit, but Day of the Dead make you want to punch the fucking screen. <laughs> she that. motherfucking pee. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. All right. So, uh, sorry about that. So, uh, oh, yeah. So maybe we could do uh, Phantom of the Mall. Uh, you got Eric's it. Revenge if we hit that stretch. Instead oh. of doing the piece of shit Day of the Dead oh, remake, so come on, somebody, anybody, please come please. in on this for us. Please. One other thing, um, you were talking about Sam Raimi right. uh, last week as a horror director. Uh, Tony. And, um, you know, is he a good director, I believe, was just kind of the... But, I I mean, honestly, you got to admit, the guy's done some great things, and I think part of the, the love Sam Raimi gets is also for his innovation, sure. um, you know, with the camera angle oh, yeah. specifically and... Mm -hmm. uh, Evil Dead, when the um, evil is stalking them through the forest and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So, I don't know. For my money, I'm going to say yes. Yeah, fantastic producer as well, but as a director, I like the guy. I think he's good. Sure. Uh, oh, real quick, again, last week, mm. 
fucking the return of Cake Wolf, Cake huh? Wolf in the house. Cake Wolf finally makes his triumphant return and asks the important fucking questions. <laughs> Man, I hope we hear back from that guy uh, sooner or later. Me too. Yeah. All right. Oh, one final fucking thing. I apologize. <laughs> yes, I know sir. I am drawing on No, here. you're fine. You had both mentioned, uh, or I say both, uh, Darian and Miss Monica had talked about their hate for the people under the stairs. Yes. I don't quite get that. I thought it was an all right flick. Yeah. Uh, a little preachy, sure, yeah. but, you know, not a bad flick. It's decent. Um, but I one of the nitty. things Miss Monica had said is, Oh, if somebody fucking picks that, I will come to their fucking house. <laughs> uh, just quick question. I don't know if it's too late to change my pick for uh, <laughs> next week. Can we do that or I'm too far behind? Anyway, hope all is well. Love you, like family. <laughs> Bye. Love you too, Tom Hardy. <laughs> Make you sure too, you Tom send Hardy. directions to your house. <laughs> That's right. She's not very good with her <clears throat> GPS, my friend. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, People Under the Stairs. Have you seen it? Yeah. What did you think? Uh, when it came out, I thought it was all right, and I, yeah. I really haven't seen it since. So you I... don't need to. It's, <laughs> I, I can't get into it, man. I can't. Like, if if you look at it, and, like, everybody gets, like, uh, like, two, like, at the end of the movie, they get their big happy ending. They mm-hmm. go and they steal all the money and coins out of the rich white guy's house, mm-hmm. and then they want to divvy it up with all the impoverished families, so they all get, like, $200,000. Circa 1991, I think, is when that movie came out. That's like, uh, that, that's not going to go very far. Right. You know what I mean? So you really didn't do much for them. If you, I, I don't know, man. It's a little preachy with the politics and the, you know, the, the privilege and the, the helping of impoverished people and things like that. Uh-huh. I just couldn't get into it. I'm, I'm never a big fan of movies where the, the hero of the movie is under the age of 14. You know, anytime, <laughs> yeah. anytime the kid like beats up a full grown adult, eh, right. Or outsmarts him in some way, at least not without like, Oh, this kid was genetically engineered or something like right, that. Yeah, or yeah. he's a cyber kid. Okay. I'll sign off on that. Mm-hmm. But when it's just some random kid and he's out constantly outwitting these adults and beating them up and stuff. Ah, get the fuck out of here. Now you're making a kid's movie, which is fine, by the way, but I'm not a kid. So there you go. All right, man. Uh, let me just take a look at the old junk folder, make sure nobody got skipped. Nope, looks like that's it, buddy. Do you have anything for Tim, Cowboy, Alan, or Tom Hardy? Thanks, everybody, for calling and writing in. Absolutely. You guys are the best. You knew that already. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mental Health Hotline is area code 775-387-0275, or you get us at the email at thepaddedroom2011 at hotmail.com. Uh, that being said, my friends, the next season of the Terra Dome is right around the corner. I think yes. we're going to do just a strictly one-villain bracket this week, or okay. this, this, this year. So we'll just do the the singles competition. Uh, we're going to skip the the teams competition, and I, w- I want to focus on that and kind of put more time and effort into the my end of that whole arrangement because oh. I kind of mailed it. I had to mail it in last year because of the <laughs> stupid kaiju thing that everybody wanted. So get you uh, get your uh, the the only requirement is your villain must ha- must appear in at least two films. And uh, cannot be taken by anybody else. So get your picks in now before somebody else does. And in the meantime, my friend, we got a fucking movie to get into. Yeah, we do. Oh.
Last time anyone counted, 53 million people were dying every year. 150,000 every day, 107 every minute. It had become an us versus them world. All we were looking for was a place where there was no them. Lousy times make lousy people. All the wrong people are dying. This island needs to be rid of them. We like it here. We think the best way of seeing this through is here. We don't want no place. We want some place. Like where? Like an island. It's an island off the coast of Delaware. Come on over. <laughs> Only families ever lived on this island were yours and mine. No strangers. What are you gonna do with them? They're Muldoons. It's up to me to save them. You can't save a person who's already dead. Somebody's gonna find a cure for this. A beautiful place to live. And to die. Can you give me some more bullets for this gun? Yeah, buddy. It's Survival of the Frackin' Dead, written and directed by George Romero. This one's coming in at 4.9 stars on IMDb. It's Ooh, rated R. High. Yeah. <laughs> uh, stars Ellen Van Sprang, um, Kenneth Welsh, and Kathleen Monroe. Okay, so this is a direct sequel to Diary of the Dead. Have you seen Diary of the Dead? No, actually. Oh, God. That that's about as bad as this is actually a step up. Oh, Diary wow. of the Dead. Diary of the Dead make you want to punch yourself in the dick. It's so bad. So in other words, they made Diary of the Dead. I was like, you know what? We can make the second one better. We've got a. <laughs> there's no place to go but up after yeah. that. After that one, really. So we're gonna start off with some characters that we saw in Die the Diary of the Dead. You'll remember, well, you won't, but anybody who saw it will remember. Diary of the Dead is such a piece of shit, man. (laughs) And I hate to go off on a tangent, but God fucking damn it. It's George Romero basically trying to restart his zombie franchise. Okay. Which is cool. I'm with you so far. Mm -hmm. He went found footage with it. Oh. Not not the move that I would have made, and definitely not George's strong suit. Right. Uh, there are so many glaring plot holes and weird editing uh, problems with that movie, and just that it was horribly written. Um, for example, uh, well, I, I don't want to make this a movie about Diary of the Dead, but I'll just give you a few examples. Uh, the reason it's found footage is because the zombie apocalypse starts when these kids are making a movie. Thus, they already ah. have cameras okay. uh, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It goes on f- over the course of about a week, give or take, maybe 10 days. One kid is wearing his costume the entire time. And it's not like a tactical costume. He's dressed like a fucking mummy the entire movie. 
Yeah. So yeah. there's there's one thing. Yeah. Uh, another thing. There's background. There's ambient music. <laughs> it's found footage, buddy. Why is there ambient music in a found footage movie? I don't. Just because. What the fuck? <laughs> How do you not? No, you're gonna tell me nobody raised their hand in the in the editing room when that? Hey, put some music in there. Uh, no, uh, excuse me. Uh, my camera doesn't do that. Uh, so that's, uh, no. <laughs> then you have like these, car- like uh, at one point the kids run across these, this band of gangbangers. Mm-hmm. And they're like, nah, bitch, get the fuck up out of here. This is my turf. Get up. And then the, the, the main chick is like, well, we're not leaving until you give us some supplies. And then they're just like, all right, give them the supplies. <laughs> that's bad writing, man. Yeah. That's not even lazy writing. It's bad yeah, writing. That's bad. It ju- it just goes on and oh, on. Okay. <laughs> it just goes on and on from there. I it's, it's, I don't I don't want to drag you down. Anyway, <laughs> the kids that I mentioned uh, were shown in this movie um, at the very beginning. We're going to start off with the soldiers. Uh, Alan Van Sprang playing the character of Sergeant or Sergeant Nicotine, as he's sometimes referred to. Mm-hmm. Um, he's given a quick little rundown about what the fuck is going on. He actually starts off in the army barracks, where uh, one of his buddies was killed. He knows he's about to reanimate, so he kind of posts his own little death watch. The guy reanimates, and uh, Sarge makes his superior... He's going to make his superior officer uh, you know, put, put his friend down. Uh, but before he can do that, another zombie soldier pops out and bites the superior officer. And thus, Sarge and about four other uh, soldiers decide they're just going to go AWOL and go be on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, from there, we get some dialogue. And this is problem number one that I have with this movie about how uh, Sarge started ro- um, robbing people on the road. And that's where he ran afoul of the kids that were in Diary of the Dead, and we actually see a little snippet of that footage. It's the kids in the in the camper trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, they rob them, and they take a bunch of their shit and tell them to turn the fucking cameras off. Now, he says that that made him an internet star. That He got, he got a million hits. But the very next line is that he could have been some kind of a superstar if there was anybody left to give a shit. Yeah, that's the so oxymoron. If, if nobody gives a shit, how the fuck did you get a million hits? Yeah, right. <laughs> God damn it, George. God damn it, George. Now, here's the <laughs> thing, inmates, and I'll, I'm going to be honest with you here. I love George Romero. And if anybody asked me, I would have said he was my favorite director. And up until diary of the dead it would have been a fist fight if you disagreed with me mm-hmm. i would have fought you tooth and nail and told you all about the merits of night of the living dead and martin and even bruiser which was kind of weird mm-hmm. uh and i i would have battled to the very end for him until diary of the dead after diary of the dead i said no no george no <laughs> and then this comes along Nominally better, but I can no longer call George Romero my favorite director. Is that bad? Maybe it was Jorge Romero. Yeah. <laughs> somebody. Some blames George. I know he's dead, but I wish he could blame somebody else. For the, <laughs> right. uh, you know, the studio got a hold of it and they tore it. Okay, well, I understand that. No, these were both independent films. So he did exactly what he wanted to do. Mm. And they were garbage. <laughs> they were complete garbage, man. All right. Anyway, um, so that's how uh, he explains the events of Diary of the Dead. And then he just kind of, you know, and that's what we did from there. We just kind of went our own way and did our own thing. So from there, uh, we get some footage of them somewhere outside of Philadelphia. Uh, interesting crew 
interesting dynamic uh, that we have here. So we have uh, about four, so Sarge and three other soldiers, four other soldiers. We have Sarge, a Spaniard, uh, a young lady. They have names, but I didn't bother because yeah. it doesn't really matter. A young lady that I'm going to refer to as Hot Les uh, and Baldy. So Hot Les is masturbating in front of everybody, mm-hmm. which is... <laughs> Interesting, <laughs> an interesting creative choice that Romero went to. Yeah, that's how we're go- that's how we're gonna meet. It's probably the best part of the movie. Uh, yeah, but it probably was. <laughs> that's how we're gonna come. That's how we're gonna uh, you know introduce this character is with her masturbating in front of everybody. Now <laughs> yeah. I don't mean like legs spread and you know four or five digits deep or anything like yeah. that. But she, she's, she's got, got her, her uniform on. She's got her hands down her pants, mm-hmm. and it's pretty obvious what the fuck is going on. She's like moaning and writhing mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, everybody else is just going about their business. Apparently, she does this on a fairly regular basis. Uh, the Spaniard, of course, is the <clears throat> Latin lover. So he's mm-hmm. like, one night with me, and I will change your life forever. <laughs> oh, my name is Inigo Montoya. You kill my father. Prepare to die. Uh, Baldy is just walking around watching old late night clips with a laptop computer. And uh, Sarge is just out walking around smoking cigarettes. Uh, from there, they hear like a sound and they're like, what the fuck? So they go all running off somewhere. Yeah. Like a uh, rustling in the bushes. Yeah. So they all go taken off where they find a camp of rednecks who are there and they're being your typical Romero rednecks. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, spitting tobacco and stuff like that. So they quickly and quietly surround these rednecks and then, uh, they don't kill them right up front, but they Very do Very tactfully too. They did. Well, I mean, they're soldiers. Yeah. But uh, they approach him, and then a shootout ensues, and we find out that the rednecks had a bunch of uh, zombie heads on sticks a couple meters out, and they're like, they was coming after us. We did what we had to do. And then Sarge is like, well, if you want to kill somebody, you should shoot them in the head like I could do to you right now. And then uh, naturally the rednecks reach for their guns, bang, 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 they kill all the rednecks. And we find out that the rednecks, rednecks actually had... I don't know if they took him like as hostage or kidnapped him, but there was like a hipster kid yeah. that was hanging with the rednecks. So the hipster kid comes out of the bushes. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa there, Tex. I'm not one of these guys. I was just uh, hanging because, I don't know, whatever. And then they're like, okay, well, I guess you're with us now. So you coming or going? So he goes and gets all of his shit that the rednecks stole from him. And off they go. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to cut to somewhere completely else. And that with another storyline that has nothing to do with this. We're going to go to a remote island off the coast of Delaware. It's mm-hmm. called Plum Island. Uh, and apparently this island is small enough to where it can only be inhabited by two families. The O'Flynn's and the Muldoon's. Mm-hmm. Both with heavy Irish accents. Yes. Um... I almost felt like I was going to Ireland. You probably should have been. Yeah, I don't know where we get off having Irish accents. If not, I could see them having like Maine accents. R- yeah, you know, north northern accents. I'll give you that. Ireland accents, like straight Ireland. Yeah, very strong. Okay, uh, interesting. Now we're gonna meet the captain, quote unquote, of one of these families, Captain O'Flynn, who's a crusty old Irishman. And he's dealing with the uh, zombie apocalypse the best way he knows how. Mm-hmm. He's rounded himself up a posse, and he's basically going door to door shooting the piss out of uh, zombies. Mm-hmm. Is that a bad thing? That seems like a pretty good idea to me. Yeah, that's the route that I would would have went. 
Uh, He goes to one house and he's pretty sure the kids involved are zombies. So he's like, hey, let me see them kids. And the mom and dad are there and they're like, oh, the kids are fine. No, don't you have to see them. No, no big deal. No big, nothing. And I don't know where the mom. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) The mom pulls a gun on him, but he's got his posse. So they all pull their guns. And he's like, hey, I don't want to shoot your fucking kids. I just want to see them. Can I see them? You said they're okay. If they're okay, I'll be on my way. She's like, you're not seeing my kids now. She takes a shot when then, of course, they riddle her and then they go upstairs and kill the kids who are, of course, zombies. Mm -hmm. And then the dad kills himself and that really sucks. Uh, During all this gunfire, though, the rival family, the Muldoons, are kind of see what's going on. So they get an even bigger posse and rush the house. Now uh, we have like an Irish standoff. Um, The Muldoons are like, now you'll be listening to me here. There'll be no more killing of any dead folk in this island, you see. And then O'Flynn's like, well, I'm already dead. Didn't? Why don't I just kill him again then? So Muldoon is like, well, I'm going to, no, dude, you're not going to kill anybody because they're already dead. And we think it's best if we just round them up and uh, maybe someday there'll be a cure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I would be down for that if they weren't trying to eat people, my mm-hmm. friend. So... They decide instead, we're going to meet O'Flynn's daughter, a young lady by the name of Janet. Uh, Janet does some behind-the-scenes brokering with the the captain of the Muldoon family, and they decide to exile Captain O'Flynn. Because it was her dad. Because it was her dad. And I suspect there was some sexual favors exchanged (laughs) so that the old man didn't get killed. I don't know. I'm not going to speculate. But um, it says, okay, well, uh, yeah, all right, you just get the fuck out of here. So O'Flynn gets on a rowboat and starts paddling towards the mainland. Takes uh, three or four of his guys with him. Everybody else stays behind, and they're now under the Muldoon family rule. Okay, Mm -hmm. excellent. So now we're going to cut back to the shootout with the Rednecks, where the uh, soldiers, Sarge and his band of uh, knuckleheads, have killed the Rednecks and taken the armored car that they were driving. Now, unbeknownst to them, there's about $4 million in the armored car. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, um, very what, unlikely. What I maybe I don't know, but it plays a much bigger part in this movie than it should, considering this is a post-apocalyptic landscape, yeah. and money should have next to zero value. Go to the casino. Yeah, what, you keep saying, <laughs> take that money and go build yourself a life. Am I going to build a house out of the money? What do you What do you expect me to do? Go f- yeah. finance some shit, make some investments. Everybody's dead, you fucker. <laughs> right? Who are you gonna pay? What am I gonna do with money? It's, yeah, it's even less practical than toilet paper. All right, whatever. Again, this this is this is a mistake that a George Romero should not be allowed to make. And wasn't really mentioned again. Uh, no. Well, it comes up towards the end. Oh yeah. But yeah, we'll yeah, get yeah. to we'll get to that in a second. But um, anyway, so. They're now driving around, and they, they want to head north towards, uh, I guess they want, like, um, you know, more rural areas. So they're headed north, and then the kid, the hipster kid, pulls out his iPod and shows him a video of, quote-unquote, Captain Courageous, mm-hmm. who will immediately recognize as Captain O'Flynn. Sound like a cereal. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, what are you having? I'm having Captain, Captain Courageous, Courageous Crunch. Mm, <laughs> so good. It's made out of fiberglass. <laughs> yeah. So Captain Courageous has himself like an online video. And he's saying, hey, come on down to the docks. There's a wonderful little island out off the uh, Delaware coast. And there's a small community. We welcome you with open arms. So. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. 
So they're like, now this part is particularly strange. And again, this is bad writing. Because out of nowhere, Sarge has himself like a little temper tantrum in the back of the the armored car. Mm -hmm. Why? Why? Because here's what I got out of it. Okay, I'd love to hear this. He he was so upset because it wasn't his idea. I think he wanted to find a safe spot for all of them that he could call his own. Okay. Somebody beat him to the punch. Hey, this is a safe area. No, I wanted to be that first one to, you know, make sure that everybody's safe. And I wanted to be that guy. And he, okay. I, I think it was like one of those, I don't know, he was just insecure about the whole thing because it wasn't his idea. I, I'll, I'll buy that. That makes more sense than what the actual dialogue of the, the scenes says. Because <laughs> basically, he's like, we're going to go alone. And then uh, Kenna, Kenny, the bald guy, he's like, uh, well, uh, it's community out there. You know, we could. It'd be better if we were around other people. And he's like, "No, we gotta be alone. No, it's gonna be alone. It's people. It's gonna be zombies." And he starts smashing the windows out and shit. And then thirty-eight seconds later, he's like, "Okay, let's go to the island." What the fuck? <laughs> Come on, man. That, see, that's bad. That's bad writing, dude. Come on, somebody has to. Somebody has to read that and, and raise their hand. All right, whatever. So that happens. They turn around. They're headed to this dock where they can catch the meet Captain Courageous. He's going to set them up with a boat and send them off to the island. Uh, they get to the dock. It looks uh, abandoned. There's like a couple of zombies walking around. Crap ton of cars. Crap ton of cars, all dilapidated. Uh, they get to the dock, and a voice comes over a loudspeaker, and he's like, Hey, it's me, Captain Courageous. How much money you got on you? And they're like, How much for a boat? And he's like, How, uh, how much do you have? He's like, <laughs> No, you tell us how much for a boat, and then we'll tell you, we'll pay you that much. And then the shooting starts. They start shooting at each other. Mm-hmm. So they're looking around because they're like, oh, well, we're in an armored car. So you're not going to, you know, shoot, shoot. Yeah. At, you're not going to kill us inside this That's tank. That's the best way out of here. Yeah. So they see a ferry right off the, the dock there. And the Spaniard is like, I will make a swim to the ferry. And then I will pilot the boat back to you. And then I will make love to your wife. <laughs> I just I added that last part. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that's what he was thinking. The son, good. son of a prick. <laughs> so they do that. There's a little bit of action sequence here. They try to blow up the armored car. It doesn't work. Now this is where I have to ask you a very important question, buddy. Do you think this movie was intended to be a comedy? Hmm. Because there's like some scenes in here that border into the absurd. And if they're there specifically to make me laugh, I'll write it up. I got a couple of chuckles out of it. Yeah. But I don't, overall, like Romero doesn't do comedies. He's no. not, I don't think he's ever made a comedy. Maybe that's his way of comedy. <laughs> ah, I don't, I, don't know. I don't know if it was intentional, though. Or if it was just that bad. That you know, oh that that it's just going to blow up the wall and everybody's going to be standing there, <laughs> yeah, dumbstruck look on, looks on their faces. Well, and they said, "What just happened?" Or something like that. They blew up what the goddamn that? wall. <laughs> they, Don't stare at me. Shoot the a, zombies. It was a serious explosion. Yeah, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. But the, anyway, that's what happens. Uh, the Spaniards start swimming across the little uh, off the dock there to get to the ferry. <laughs> Uh, in doing so, though, apparently there's like a, a nest of zombies under the water, and they're all reaching up trying to get them. At one point, he has to bite the thumb off of one of the zombies to keep it from grabbing him so he can swim to the uh, the ferry. Very cool. Now, apparently, and this is no problem 
at all. But Hot Les uh, jumps in just after he does. And we don't see her swimming or getting mm-hmm. shot at or anybody grabbing at her or anything. But about 30 seconds after he makes it onto the uh, the ferry, she pops up. And she, I'm sobbing wet. <laughs> Clearly, I swam across also. Okay, but you didn't have any problems? I don't know. That's something else that doesn't make sense about this movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's like, oh, I'm here. Let's get the, the fucking thing going. So now the shootout continues. Um, th- th- at this point... Uh, Kenny and uh, Sarge and the hipster kid pop out, and they start shooting zombies and shooting back at the Irishman. Mm-hmm. Um, out of nowhere, this hipster kid is like born again hard. Yeah. Now I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Darian, you're some kind of a weird uh, stereotyper. Because how do you know he's a hipster? Uh, he's got a man purse. Mm-hmm. He's got headphones around his neck. Yep. Uh, he's complaining about how everything sucks. An iPod. An iPod, <laughs> which for 2009 was pr- a pretty hipster move. Mm-hmm. And uh, out of nowhere, he just pops out, grabs one of the guns, and s- starts blasting all the zombies and kicking the shit out of, of everybody. Yeah, I'm not buying that, man. I'm not mm-hmm. buying it. No. Now, we could fix that with, some, with uh, a change of wardrobe. Uh, give him some jeans and maybe a tattered shirt. Put some mm-hmm. muscles on him. He looked like he weighed about a hundred pounds. Yeah, headband. Headband. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, a dagger in his in his mouth. As he's doing <laughs> yeah. Something. Some give me something. This guy's paint. Yeah, this, this guy looks like he would have uh, got the shit kicked out of him. I don't know, man. It's like he was in the wrong movie. Totally. Totally. <laughs> but they t- hipstered him up to a point, like he came from Central Cat. Like somebody said, "Hey, give me a hipster." There, there you go. go. There's a hipster for <laughs> yeah. you. All right. He well, doesn't fit, but there, here he is. Sure. He's at, but this kid is out, and he is kicking the shit out of everybody all of a sudden. Uh, Sarge throws a grenade. At, he missed dress rehearsal. That's what it was. Th- probably. He, he was late. He yeah, didn't he have late. time to go to wardrobe. No time to change. Just Get go. In there. Just go. 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 Just go. go. <laughs> you know, I'm so over this fucking zombie movie. The <laughs> <laughs> total hipster move. Yep. But uh, Sarge throws the grenade at the uh, the shack where all the Irishmen are, which just completely destroys one wall, and everybody is inside just standing there with like gr- black smears on their faces, going, Whoa! and then the cat's <laughs> yeah. like, shoot the zombies! Uh, so basically, all the Irishmen get killed either by the zombies or by gunfire. Uh, they drive the armored car onto the ferry, and off they go. Just just as that hap- is happening, Captain O'Flynn is the only survivor. Uh, he jumps on the ramp as they're pulling up, and Hot Les pulls him out of the water. No, now, thanks. No? You don't think so? No, she should have just shot him right there. I mean, he was shooting at her. Yeah. I, yeah, I probably would also. I'd be like, uh, no, you don't. No, Boom. I'm just going to kick you in the face. <laughs> you figure it out with your new zombie friends, fucko. Mm-hmm. Uh, so off they go. Uh, very interesting. Now, again, this is a fucking writing problem. Because here comes Sarge to meet Captain O'Flynn. They both immediately pull guns on each other. And Sarge just goes, I don't know why I like you. And then now they're best friends. Yeah. Fuck. What? <laughs> they, I fucked each other. No. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I know. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking this is a zombie movie. We don't have time for character exposition or anything like that. We can't show these two developing man crushes on each other. <laughs> I don't know why I like you. You were shooting at each other 13 seconds ago. Yeah. I'd be pissed. 
I'd be like, why the hell did you bring him on this show? Oh, come on, George. What are you doing? What are you doing here? All right. Well, anyway, that's what's happening. Uh, Now we get to question Captain O'Flynn and we find out what the fuck is really going on. Mm -hmm. Um, The island of Plum Island has been inhabited for decades or almost a century from what I gather, exclusively by the two families. And um, they don't like each other, but even more than they don't like each other, they don't like anybody else that's not from the island showing up on the island. Right. So, in a move to annoy the Muldoons more than anything, Captain O'Flynn has been just rounding up survivors and sending them to the island on rowboats just to piss him off. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's kind of funny. <laughs> it is kind I'd of funny. I'd probably do the same thing. <laughs> I know. That's a pretty good move. <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, O'Flynn's like, yeah, once we get there, it's going to be cool. It's just the two families, not that many people. We could easily take it away from the Muldoons right. with you guys on my on my team. Uh, so, yeah, we'll just get there. We'll leave the ferry. We'll take a rowboat up so they don't spot us. And then everything will, you know, probably just take them in their sleep or force them to surrender or admit that we're the coolest. And then that'll be that. Mm-hmm. Okay, solid plan. Great idea. So they get there. Uh, they get to the island. They get up there and they're walking around in the, the, the woods already uh, the Spaniard is starting to show signs of sickness. Yeah. And he didn't get bit by the zombie or scratched, but he may have gotten some zombie schmutz in his mouth Mm -hmm. while he was swimming. Are you sure that was a finger? Uh, (laughs) I didn't say zombie facial is a serious thing, dude. (laughs) That's right. You know, you got to watch where you're putting your mouth around those waters. Catch a mouthful of (laughs) spunk. Oh, yuck. He was zombie hard. (laughs) (laughs) That's the worst jizz I ever tasted. <laughs> it wasn't Whoa. even the right color, <laughs> so that's gross. He's uh, he's up, he's already starting to show signs of zombification, which sucks. Uh, they get up onto the little trail there, and they immediately get attacked by some of Muldoon's guys. Uh, they start shooting at him from the bushes. They return fire. They kill one of Muldoon's guys. Uh, they have to retreat a little bit, where unfortunately Sarge has to jump in front of Kenny. Kenny somehow still gets shot and killed. Yeah, I didn't get that one. I didn't get it either because it looked like the bullet hit Sarge. Yeah. And then Kenny's laying on the ground and there's no bullet wound on him uh, yeah, at all. It's just either. him going, uh, you're an asshole. Uh. Why? Do, are you sure he's not just fucking with you? I know, that's what I thought. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah, of course, because there's no <laughs> bullet wound. I don't see any blood. Mm-hmm. Just, uh. But then O'Flynn is like, bang, shoots him in the head. Well, joke's on you there, Kenny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll teach you. And then yeah. Sarge jumps up. He's like, you motherfucker. And O'Flynn's like, it had to be done. Who knew it was going to go, happen next? Um, so that's pretty gnarly. He's like, I want Muldoon. He just killed my best friend. I'm going to find him and kill him. And then as they fall back, they go to this little marsh where they find out that everybody that um, O'Flynn sent to the island was summarily executed as soon as they touched down. Mm -hmm. So there's just heaps of dead bodies in this little marsh, all with bullets in their heads. And they're like, oh, shit, this guy's a murderer and a real piece of shit, Mm -hmm. actually. So fuck this guy. So about this time, we're going to cut to Muldoon, who is played by this big burly cowboy kind of a guy. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I think that... I, I know Romero probably had some kind of 
political agenda behind this plot probably has something to do with immigration or something to that extent. Yeah. I can't say for sure. I have to have it spelled out for me or otherwise I'm not going to get it. I'm not smart enough. But Muldoon uh, gets called down to his stables where all the zombies were being rounded up and kept. So, but before that, we we see what he's been doing with the zombies. He doesn't kill them. Mm-mm. He just kind of chains them to something where they just do these repetitive tasks. Yeah. Like there's a mailman zombie <laughs> yeah. who walks up to the mailbox, puts something in it, walks three feet away. But he doesn't really put anything no, in it. No, he just like, kind of sticks like, his hand in it. Yeah. And then he walk, and then he's chained to the mailbox. So he wants his, he runs out of slack on the chain. He goes back to the mailbox, sticks his hand in it again. And he just does that over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Like five feet away, there's a guy that's another zombie that's half-assed chopping wood and he's chained to the, the wood pile. <laughs> and then I think there was another, like a farmer chick zombie who's half-assed bailing hay. Yeah. And she's chained to the, so I'm, I'm having, <laughs> I'm having to <laughs> it wonder. It looked like a comedy. Well, okay, so I'm wondering what his political ideology was behind this. Immigration is okay as long as we give them jobs. Hmm. But, I, okay, I'm with you so far, except that when we see what Muldoon is doing to other zombies, i.e. haphazard. Restricted jobs. I guess I don't know. He's like he just walks through the the stable of zombies and just randomly starts shooting them. And he's like, his little Chuck, his little farmhand is like, "Why are we keeping all these zombies alive? You're just gonna come down here and kill them." And he's like, "I'm only killing the ones that aren't showing promise." Okay, well, so are you an asshole or not? I don't know what George is going for here. Right. I don't know because I thought he was the good going to be the good guy because mm-hmm. he wants to save the zombies. But now he's just kind of, one of them took his hat, so he shot that one. Another one refused to eat a pig, so he shot that one. Uh, Another one uh, reached for him, shot that one. So he really has no problem shooting zombies. Right. But I guess he just wants everybody else to think that he's this this, uh, saintly figure who's trying to save all the zombies. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, morally, he was in the right, well, sort of in the right place, because he's like, well, maybe we can cure this someday. That pig one was weird, though. I was like, why didn't it eat the pig? Well, because zombies don't eat pigs. They don't eat animals. I mean, that's going to change at the end of the movie, sort of. But zombies have never eaten animals. Except in The Walking Dead. I think they do in The Walking yeah. Dead. I don't know. Anyway, that's that's the moral high ground that he's taking. And he's standing by it. And he's ready to die on that hill. Um, now we're going to cut back to uh, our soldiers. They make it to this weird uh, gathering hall where it looks like a wedding reception was in process before uh, the zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And they kind of hang out. All of a sudden, uh, the Spaniard just goes, oh, and walks off. Uh, Hot Les is like, hey, what happened to the Spaniard? So she goes, oh, I'm going to go find him real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like three minute, three and a half minutes away from being a zombie. Oh, yeah. So he goes out to this pretty pasture and he's like, I'm going to kill myself in this beautiful place. I would have made you a real woman if you had let me. And she's like, I'm still a lesbian, so no. He's like, I don't want to go to hell. I, I cannot commit suicide. So she kills him. And in a very stupid move, less than like six inches away were two of Muldoon's cowboys the whole time. Like, she literally kills him. And then... Oh, shit. Hey! Oh, uh, they're up on horses. How did you not see them? Yeah. This is a bit of a, a editing issue there, George. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a continuity thing, too. Anyway, they grab her without much of a struggle at all, which oh, is no. strange considering she's a soldier and right. they're just dumb shit uh, cow, 
cow Picked her up like a damsel in distress. Yeah, threw over the horse, no struggle again, and took off with her. Um, Away they go. Oh, Flynn was out trying to round up his old posse. He saw them take Hot Les. Mm -hmm. So he's like, oh, shit, I'm going to go get my posse anyway. So he goes and rounds up his posse of old, uh, you know. (laughs) The ones that stayed behind. Yeah, they're all, I don't think anybody, any of the residents of that island were under the age of 65. Right. With the exception of the daughter, the Mm -hmm. hot daughter. Uh, so he goes and gets his posse of old men, and they, they go back to the party hall, and he's like, oh, your friend there, hot Liz, she got taken by the old Muldoons. We need to go get her. So, okay, now about this time is when um, Sergeant Nicotine is waking up, and he had like a weird dream about uh, uh, O'Flynn's daughter, because O'Flynn actually has two daughters, mm-hmm. Jane and Janet. <clears throat> Janet's the one that's alive that's trying to broker peace on the island. Mm-hmm. Jane, on the other hand, is a zombie that just rides around the uh, island nonstop on a horse. That's what I want to be. Uh, I don't want to be the horse. I can <laughs> no. tell you that. <laughs> can we take a fucking break already? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Get off. Right, uh, I don't know, man. Zombie on a horse versus <laughs> a postal service zombie. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I would really hate to have to do my job into my zombie. <laughs> right? That would be fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Chained to like a... <laughs> Chained to a fucking slot, slot machine, machine somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> have Electrocute myself every third time. I don't care. I'm already dead. Fuck. <laughs> All right. That's something, I guess. Uh, so Jane or Jan, no, yeah, Janet wakes him up and she's like, Hey man, you got to get up. There's some shit's about to go down. Mm-hmm. He's like, Oh, I thought you were dead. And she's like, no, I'm the other daughter. Uh, zombie daughter is my twin sister. She's dead. She just keeps riding around in circles on a horse. Okay. Excellent. Uh, now we're going to cut to Muldoon's place. Muldoon is having like a weird formal dinner with hot Les. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I know you've been on my Island with that old Flynn character. He's over here trying to start some fights and kill some zombies. I'm trying to cure everything. And she's like, uh, yeah, but all those people that he sent, you just killed them. So you're actually an asshole in this yeah. equation. I mean, I'm not saying O'Flynn's not an asshole, but on the asshole scale, scale, <laughs> you're way up here. And he's like down here. He just wants to kill zombies. You want to kill everybody but the zombies, which makes zero sense, you fucking asshole. And kill asshole. Like whatever zombies you feel like killing. Yeah. And, and by the way, that... Don't kill zombies. You're playing it pretty fast and loose with that policy yeah. yourself there, fatso. So that's interesting. Uh, now, uh, one of the cowpokes comes, or yeah, one of the cowpokes comes in and he's like, oh, Flynn's back and he's rounding up a posse and he's got them soldiers with him. They're headed this way. Uh, so O'Flynn now has like his posse of old timers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've all locked and loaded with their hunting rifles and stuff. Um, we're ready for war. He's got the soldiers with him. They make it to Pussyfoot Bridge, which is like the dividing line between the Muldoon territory and mm-hmm. the O'Flynn territory. Uh, Muldoon rounds up his posse, which is substantially larger than O'Flynn's, and goes down to Pussyfoot Bridge. And he takes Hot Les with him and chains <clears throat> her up and takes like two zombies on um, uh, what is it? catch poles. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like... Hey, you'll be putting down your guns or I'll be letting loose these dead walkers on your girlfriend here. And they're like, and this this was completely anticlimactic. 
Because we're all set up here for this big gun battle mm-hmm. where we're just going to either... Let know, it all out. Just fucking kill everybody. Mm-hmm. And, and each other. <laughs> yeah, and, including each other. And hopefully the, the slightly less bad guys are the ones that pull through. Mm-hmm. But instead, uh, O'Flynn just says, I owe that girl something. Put down your weapons, lads. We're going over. And then they just surrender to the to the Muldoon clan. All of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, George. Yeah. What are you doing to me here? All right, so they just walk over there, hand everybody their guns. Now, suspiciously missing from this posse is Janet, the O'Flynn's daughter. Uh, she get, They get over there. They take them over to... They're, like, holding them prisoner. They take them over to the uh, the feeding pens where they have actually captured Jane O'Flynn, zombie, mm-hmm. the zombie version, mm-hmm. the one that's been riding around the, the fucking island the whole time. They're like... We put her in the, the pen there. She's going to take a bite of that horse, and then I'll you'll know for sure that I was the right one, and you'll have to admit that I was right all along. And O'Flynn's like, oh, I'll fight any man, and I won't be admitting anything to you, sir. So, so uh, really, at this point, all Flynn had to do was say, you're right, I'm wrong, and we all could have just went about our business. Yeah. Nope. No can do. Now this Stubborn. is th- this is I'm sure this is not the weakest part of the plot in this mm-hmm. movie. We've already we've already went past that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but instead, no. Uh, now this part is particularly dumb and makes even less sense. Uh, at this point, Muldoon says, "Hey, bring out the rest of the zombies. I want them to watch what's going to happen here, and maybe they can learn a thing or two." <laughs> so all the zombies are like in this pen. With catch poles around their necks, yeah. right? And like, there's dudes like a stall or something in the same pen holding the catch poles. Yeah, they're packed into the pen like fucking sardines. Mm-hmm. The catch poles go around the zombies' necks. Uh-huh. You understand? Uh-huh. Their arms are free. Yep. Their mouths are free. Mm-hmm. Standing shoulder to shoulder with living people. Mm-hmm. Yet just chilling, just not biting anybody, not doing anything. Now, I would be okay with this if this somehow factored into something later, but it doesn't. So what the fuck are we doing here, George? <laughs> right. Did you just forget to tell the zombies to attack the, the living actors? Is that what happened? Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, whatever you say there, George. They are stand-ins. Uh, uh, well, I mean, there's a little bit of a continuity issue here, my friend. All right, whatever. I don't fucking care anymore. Fuck off. All right, so they bring in all the other zombies. Uh, they t- release the catch poles and the living guys walk out, but they leave them in this pen. Now, at this point, we're all just sitting here watching, and very lazily, I should add, and I don't know how long it was implied that they were sitting there, but basically all of both clans is just sitting around this uh, horse pen mm-hmm. watching uh, zombie Jane not really, tr- basically do her best to ignore the horse that's in there with her. Yeah. And that's been <clears throat> going on for a while. Mm-hmm. And because they've been sitting there so long, Janet has been sneakily uh, running back to Pussyfoot Bridge, grabbing all the guns that the O'Flynn's dropped, and sneakily putting them back within arm's reach of all of them. Mm-hmm. Which nobody caught, by the way. No. no it's great sentry work there, <laughs> she's Muldoon. A, she's a ninja. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely. So, at this point, everybody, the O'Flynn's are armed again. The Muldoons are all fixated on Janet, or Jane. Uh, Janet walks out, and she's like, Hey, Muldoon, 
I just got all my O'Flynn's their guns back, and we've had about enough of your bullshit. And Muldoon's like, hey man, uh, I'm trying to save the world, and as soon as we can get one of these zombies to eat an animal instead of us, eat anything except for us, we're all going to be a lot better off. So, at this point, Chuck, the uh, the uh, farmhand who worked for Muldoon and hated him at the same time, is like, well now, I think somebody else is hiring. And he starts walking towards the O'Flynn side, like he's <clears> going to change teams. <throat> and Muldoon is like, oh no, you don't. That's what you call a switch hitter. A, switch, a switcheroo on him, that's <laughs> what he did. Muldoon's like, oh no, you don't. So he shoots Chuck in the leg. <laughs> Okay, now normally this is when all the guns would start firing. Yeah, normally. No, but everybody just sits there and lets him shoot Chuck. Yeah. Uh, now everybody draws their weapons and they're pointing them at each other and things are getting tense. But Chuck low crawls his way over to the uh, zombie pen and shoots the lock off, mm-hmm. which floods the area with zombies. Now these are Romero zombies. They're very slow. And as we just noticed in the pen scene, they're not all that interested in eating anybody. They just kind of mull around a little mm-hmm. bit. Excellent. Uh, now all the shooting starts. Bang, bang, bang. Uh, make a long story short, we get a little bit of a standoff between O'Flynn and Muldoon where they both only have one bullet left in their gun. Uh, in the, the chaos, however, Janet gets bit by Jane. So we know she's headed to zombie town. Oh, yeah. uh, big standoff between Muldoon and O'Flynn. O'Flynn's like, just pardon me one moment. I'll be saying goodbye to my daughter. And then he turns around to go, you know, be with Janet because she's about to turn into a zombie. And then Muldoon shoots him, like, Mm -hmm. once in the back. Now, at the beginning of the movie, we saw that O'Flynn had one of those super cool wrist holster spring-loaded things with a Derringer in it. Mm -hmm. So he goes up and he's like, I told you, O'Flynn, I'm the man of the island and you'll be telling me that I'm right now because you're about to die. And then... O'Flynn pulls the, the wrist rocket out and blasts him in the chest with that twice. And then Muldoon dies, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Now, at this point, and this is where things get kind of dumb, er, dumber, <laughs> uh, Sarge says to um, the kid, the hipster kid, he's like, hey, man, you and Hot Les get out of here. Take that money and go make a life for yourself. What the fuck with the money? How is the money even a factor in this? Right. And more importantly, how does George Romero think it's a factor in this? Mm. I don't know. I don't get it. You think somebody wants to get paid? No. They want food and, you know, bullets and maybe <laughs> medical supplies. I don't give a shit about money. It's a, po- <laughs> it's a post-apocalypse, George. I got a million dollars. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> it's not going to help me one fucking bit, but congratulations. Would you win the lottery yeah. or something? Uh, anyway, make a long story short. Uh, they're all hauling ass to the uh, uh, um, ferry there. And then at the last second, uh, Sarge is like, I'm going to stay here and try to rebuild something. But then the next scene, the very next scene, is them on the ferry pulling out. And then you hear Sarge's voice come over. He's like, we decided to take the money and run. You just said you were going to stay on the island and try to rebuild it. Yeah. What the fuck? Are you- oh, God. All right. Uh, that's pretty much the end of your movie. After that, we get a cute little scene of Zombie O'Flynn and Zombie Muldoon pulling empty guns on each other. Mm-hmm. And that's that's about it. That's that's the end of your movie there, buddy. How uh, how do you feel about Survival of the Dead, my friend? I would have gave this probably a 2.9. <laughs> I would not go above 3. I would not. Um, like, 
there are problems in the writing process Mm -hmm. that I am spotting. I'm not a professional filmmaker. I'm not even a student (laughs) filmmaker. I made one shitty short film. I can spot the problems. Mm -hmm. You're George Romero. You know what I mean? You should spot every problem. You should... I don't. I don't understand it, man. I. I. I like to think that um, he was. He was old, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was had some <clears throat> health issues, and I like to think that uh, what happened was he just got kind of confused at certain parts. Parts, mm-hmm. and like nobody had the nuts to raise their hand in production meetings and be like, "This. This doesn't make." How does yeah. this make sense? I don't. I don't know. Can you explain? Just it go me? with it. It's Romero. Yeah, I think that's. What, <laughs> I like to think that's what happened. I don't know, man. This is not a good movie. No. Um, it is better than Diary of the Dead. I'll give it that. Okay. When he tries to do found footage, what Diary of the Dead get? Oh, on IMDb. That's yeah. a fucking good question. Here's my phone. <laughs> Comparing the two, it's like, hmm. This one came in at four point nine. I'm going to tell you right now. I. It, I'm going to. I'm going to say it barely breaks a two. That's how bad. That's how bad I think it was. Wow! But I think there might be a lot of fucking assholes out there that think that it's so bad that it's good. And there's another br- clan of assholes that just give ten stars to George Romero because he's George <laughs> yeah. Romero. Which and the actors too. I fully admit. <laughs> I was in this. It's a ten. <laughs> I fully admit I would have done that had I not seen the movie. <laughs> Diary of the Dead. Oh, for fuck's sake! Hold that thought. Diary of the Dead. Got 2007, got 5.6 stars. So they're saying it's even better. They're saying it's better than Survival. (laughs) Wow. I'm going to staunchly disagree with you on so many levels. Oh my goodness. How dare you? God fucking Wow. All right. That is Survival of the Dead, my friends. I don't think you need to watch this. You're going to be disappointed. If you haven't seen it already and you're, you're thinking you got yourself... A, a Romero zombie flick on your hands? You it's don't. Not. You don't. You do not. <laughs> I will take Land of the Dead over this. What did Land of the Dead get, I wonder? I was not at all mad at Land of the Dead. I felt it was a bit heavy-handed in its politics. <laughs> what should be like the lowest score? <laughs> I, I, uh, Land of the Dead got 3.8. came in at... 6.2. Oh, okay. So it's the highest out of these three. Yeah, that's good. I, yeah, um... God, that's actually a pretty good score. Yeah, uh, dude, don't don't watch don't watch this. If you want to watch a Romero zombie movie, go watch Dawn or Day or Night. Night, of course. Night is the go-to. <laughs> Even watch Land. I'm not at all mad at Land of the Dead. I know it's not his best movie, and right. it also has its problems, mm-hmm. and it's a bit heavy-handed in the politics. Yeah. Uh, God. All right, let's take a break. I gotta do a shot or something. I don't know.
Hey inmates, if you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back, buddy. Yeah. I think I know where Romero's downfall started. Hmm. He stopped using zombies as the allegory. At first, they were they were there, but they were like, you know, um, they were they were the villains. You know, right. they, they were looking to eat you, and that was it. Mm-hmm. And he used them to tell tales of civil rights and consumerism and capitalism. And, you know, the healthcare needs and things like that. Mm-hmm. But roundabout Land of the Dead, he decided that we needed to start caring about the zombies. And that, I think, is where he fucked himself. Yeah. Because that's when the zombies started becoming intelligent. Mm-hmm. And you got, you got to remember, my friends, they're here to eat you. You know? Right? I, you that's should, the whole point of the beginning of the movie. Kill them before kill they the kill you. Kill the goddamn zombies because they are the problem. That, mm-hmm. You know, I don't mind some political, you know messaging in my horror movies right but when it gets to be heavy-handed like this mm-hmm. it's a bit much and i to be honest with you i i think this one was about immigration can't say for sure i have no fucking clue what diary of the dead was supposed to be about none whatsoever oh wow it's chaos man it is bad you've never seen it have you no i demand you watch it i <laughs> demand you watch it buddy <laughs> You do not let me suffer alone in this diary of the dead. Oh, yeah. Even though I haven't seen it since I came out. <laughs> I was so angry at it. Oh, god damn it. All right. Well, who knows? Maybe if you watch it again, you might like it. I can't. I actually own it on disc over here. I was waited at Walmart till like 12.30 in the morning for them to put it on the shelf back in 2006 or whenever it came out. Got it. Ran home. So excited. Popped it in fucking c- c- contemplated suicide for a little <laughs> while yeah that's how it does it was like uh like uh like i was a um um a little boy whose father was supposed to show up for his birthday and he never came or more to the point he came and he was drunk and he embarrassed the fuck out of me <laughs> that's what it felt like man that's what it fucking felt like all right enough about this uh, you ready for some What Are You Looking At? Yes. I've got some movies to tell you about, my friend. All right. I understand you might have one or two for me. Mm-hmm. What are you looking at? I marathoned that new Night Stalker show on Netflix. Oh, yeah? Pretty good. Is it? Pretty good show. Okay. I wish Monica was here because her and I, uh, independent of each other, were actually in L.A. about that time. Oh, wow. As I, I think I was probably seven or eight years old. She's probably a little bit older. But, yeah, interesting stuff. Hmm. Bit bit on the graphic side with the okay. sexy stuff. Uh, Todd, I also marathoned Todd and the Book of Pure Evil from 2010. Oh, have you ever seen it? Mm-mm. It's uh, avail- It's only two seasons. It's available on Shudder if anybody okay. wants to check it out. It's basically Deathgasm. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, spread out over two seasons, and it's it's wow. It's a lot funnier, too. I got a lot of chuckles out okay. of it. Okay. Uh, Ghouls from 2008. Um, trying to remember. Oh, this is the fuck. It's got Walter Peck in it from Ghostbusters. Um, wow. and, and the big guy from Cabin Fever, 
Mm-hmm. It's, ba- it's it's not very good. It just I couldn't sleep and it was on, so I walked through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Freddy versus Jason from two thousand three. <clears throat> Huh. Me and my son, six-year-old Deacon, have marathoned all of the Friday the 13th movies. Wow. To include Freddy vs. Jason and also Crystal Lake Memories from 2013. Wow. All four fucking hours of Crystal Lake Memories. Jeez. It's cool because he got to, you know, he's now the authority on Friday the 13th. He could tell you how many people Jason killed in each movie and which ones, you know, were pretty good kills and which ones were worse. He's commented on all the boobies. There's plenty of them. <laughs> yeah. He knows all the boobies by heart. <laughs> Daddy, can we rewind that last part? I think I missed something. No, buddy. I know what you're doing now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Daddy, one more time with the sleeping bag thing. <laughs> no, dude. Uh, but we watched them all. And um, also to include Crystal Lake Memories. Uh, the Killer Shrews I did for the Patreon show this week. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking shit movie, but it's a lot of fun to make fun of. <laughs> okay. Uh, and lastly, When a Stranger Calls from 1979. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that one? Yes. What did you think? Um, it was a bad. I actually it's liked it. It's actually pretty bad. It's, pr- it's a pretty bad movie. First 20 minutes, awesome. Spot on. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Carol Kane, alone in the house. The phone's ringing. The kids are upstairs. Mm-hmm. After that, it turns into a very lackluster version of Dairy, Dirty Harry with your dad playing the role of Clint Eastwood. Hmm. Yeah, big fat guy. Uh, I, didn't, I don't know that your dad's fat. I don't know why I brought your dad. <laughs> this guy looks like everybody's dad. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Silver white hair, big fat guy, and he's going to hunt down the maniac. And uh, it's, The first 20 minutes are great. The remaining hour and 17 minutes... Hmm. That's my humble opinion. <laughs> all right. And that is all I'm looking at this week, buddy. What do you got? Uh, I checked out The Cleaning Lady. Ooh. Yeah, that one was, wasn't too bad. It was uh, it was pretty good. Basically, this chick like, has like disformed face and um, is able to sneak into this lady's apartment and kind of want to look like her yeah. know, type thing. Very cool. Uh, pretty good. Uh, Come to Daddy. Is that got Elijah Wood in it? Yes. Okay. It is not really much of a horror movie. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting that because it was in the horror well, section. What kind of movie is it? It's then? more of like a mystery. Okay. Yeah. Like um, a suspense? I mean, it, it, it was okay. It's weird seeing Elijah Wood look like that because he had a weird like mullet head or like a bullet, I don't know, bull head. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, you he know, looks there's weird definitely. in every movie. Yeah. It was just, I don't know. It wasn't what I was expecting. Not okay. Good. All right. So that's all I got to check out. Okay. There you go. Let's get on to some immersion therapy, my friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> immersion therapy. something wasn't it oh man fingers i actually kind of enjoyed it i was not mad at it i would call it more of a comedy than anything else uh our old friend jeremy gardner in there is like a possibly gay uh hitman thug type of a dude Mm -hmm. you couldn't help but feel bad for poor walter oh man these fucking assholes how many fingers are you gonna give up before you take a trip to the gun store and or call the police Right. Well, I get it. They probably threatened him and told him if he called the police, they'd kill him. I'd still do it. I'm uh, no. I'm I'm going to the gun store. 
Oh yeah, this yeah. Is what I, that's my move, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna get a couple of pit bulls, and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. go, go ahead. Alarm system. Fuck off. <laughs> Come in here taking my fingers like that. And no, <laughs> you may not bounce on my trampoline. Well, he definitely has some disabilities. Who, Walter? Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Um, I could easily see Miss Monica doing that though, like being all freaked out because somebody showed up. She can't handle when somebody is in a movie with a weird eyebrow. She like zeroes in on it and can't tell you anything about the movie except the actress with the weird eyebrow. So somebody showed up in her office with a finger off. I could see her lose her fucking mind. Mm-hmm. Ah, you got her finger off. Get the fuck out of here. Ah! <laughs> that ending though, it's like, seriously? Oh, I could, I could see Monica doing that too. Where she gets all happy with a gun and she's like, I'm going to shoot him. It's going to be so much fun. Come yeah. on. Come on, Jesse. We're going to shoot this guy. <laughs> I could totally see Monica doing that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's not, it's a weird, it's a weird fucking movie, man. It's, it's not bad. It definitely kept my interest. It kept my it kept mine too our old mm-hmm. friend michael st michael's in there he's Perfect. he's a padded room alumni he's mm-hmm. been on the show more than once um check it out let us know what i'd love to hear what you think about uh fingers tim didn't like it apparently yeah. <laughs> right i it was okay it <laughs> kept my interest if nothing else mm-hmm. all right buddy what do you got for us this week homeboy all right this week let's check out 2018's look away it's about a chick named Maria who is an alienated high school student and has her life turned upside down when she switches places with her sinister mirror image. Ooh. Yeah, you'll find this gem on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime it is. Check that shit out, inmates, and we'll do the same next week. Uh, I guess it's time to educate Miss Monica, who is not here, which means you're stuck with me yet again, inmates. Mm-hmm. Educating Miss Monica. My my uh, clues from last week. I was paid to make a delivery to this island uh, on my boat with my deckhand. Got there right before the hurricane. I didn't know they were doing weird genetic experiments on rodents. And uh, before I know it, we're being attacked by giant dog-sized rodents. Thousands of them, apparently, although you only get to see three or four of them. It was the Killer Shrews, inmates. Mm-hmm. Had to pull that one right out of my ass. <laughs> Who might I be this week, you ask? That's a good question. My young child was abducted and murdered in some kind of a black magic ritual. I will go through hell or high water to get my revenge, and if that means hiring another practitioner of some kind of existential energy power then i will do so and i will board myself up in this old abandoned mansion for days weeks months until i get the power to do what i want to do hmm. anything Mm-mm. nothing at all Mm-mm. i kind of like having that poster rotating <laughs> i know you. i was thinking about that normally too. i'm like ah, shit yeah you this can just look just right went, at it Bang. that's what i got <laughs> yeah that's what i got all right inmates think about that Uh, I'll fill you in on who I am next week. In the meantime, I think that's about going to do us for the show. 
thank you guys very much for joining us. As usual, like, comment, subscribe wherever you found this. That helps our visibility. We do have a Patreon campaign running. Mm-hmm. It's at uh, paddedroompodcast.com. You'll find the link there. You, too, could torture us for an entire 30 days. We'll do the worst movies you can think of. We don't care. We have nothing better to do. We Actually, I think we're doing better with the bad movies <laughs> right. than we do with the good ones. Um, uh, what do we got? February is wide open. A $5 donation will get you control of February on top of some Padded Room prize swag, of course. Uh, all of that and more is at paddedroompodcast.com. Please swing over there and check that out if you're interested. In the meantime, for Buddy... What movie are we doing? Oh, that's a fucking good question. Day of the Dead, I guess. Day of the Dead. From 2007. All right. The... There are, oh God, there's a lot of bad versions of Day of the Dead. This is the in-between shit remake. Oh. Because there was a 2019, shit remake where we had that weird Joker-esque zombie. Oh, yeah. Remember that fucking, that piece <laughs> yeah. of shit? Uh, I would say that one is better than the one that we're going to do. Oof. The one that we're going to do has Mina Savari and Nick Cannon in it, and mm-hmm. it is garbage. <laughs> um, join us next week for that. Unless somebody makes a donation, then we can do Phantom of the Mall instead, which I would be somewhat looking more forward to just because I haven't seen it. Uh, Day of the Dead next week inmates in the meantime for Buddy Miss Monica and Absentia zombies who may or may not actually eat animals or even possibly do continue doing their jobs I wonder if you have to pay a zombie probably not right what's he going to do with the money right but there would probably be like some kind of a zombie union out there that wants fair treatment for the zombie workers Mm -hmm. how do you you got to round up some brains I guess I guess I don't know. Dead brains? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that works. Uh, for Zombie Unions and the Padded Room Podcast, I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Bye and have a great week. Cook my hands and dance with the heat